This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom really is brought to you by... What the fuck? What's up, dude? One of my renters broke the toilet again. That dude takes giant shits. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Why don't you hire a property management company or something to take care of that stuff? Because they suck, and they take 10%. You know, our dude Hank owns and manages Heritage Realty Partners. I think he said he only charges 5%, and he visits each property at least once a month. That's right. He's always posting beers from the road. You have his number? Actually, I do. His personal number is 805-451-5734. Perfect. Now he can deal with my renter's big shits. Heritage Realty Partners. For all your property management and investment needs. Welcome back to Bev's Video Kingdom. I am your host, Scotch Beck. We are back out at the amazing outdoor studio, and the weather couldn't be better. It's The birds are singing. The trains are beeping. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did I just, Look at that. Shit. I mean, oh, that was, Did you call in a favor for that? I guess Did so. you call That's right. the, the call. Santa Fe? I, I greased the wheels a little bit. And, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, we're, and we're here to do a draft. We, we're uh, coming off of uh, last week's episode about The Sandlot. What a great episode. Oh, God man, it was damn. super fun. And uh, we Tom had Guyry. Uh, Tom Guyry. What up, Tom Guyry? That, I was, mean, that was Smalls. That was awesome. Star of the film. Su- such a cool interview, and it was, it was a, lot, a lot of fun. Um, and so this week, we're going to be drafting... So, because obviously in that movie, the narrator is a very big part of of the entire movie, and and the director, who's David Mickey Evans, was the narrator in that film. So we thought we'd pick the best voiceover, well, I guess slash narrator, or best or memorable mem- narrator voiceover in a movie. <laughs> we didn't really wow. hammer out exactly what it is. Did we? <laughs> I, I was thinking it was most memorable voiceover. I think we're going back to our just good old, you know, miss most memorable. Sure. Okay. But, we we do we even have a pet draft category for tonight, or are we just kind of? Ah, I think we just um, you know just, we say things. Let's just say stuff. All right, I'll draft. I'll draft a thing. Okay, okay great. No, okay. When the gentleman didn't have a draft order <laughs> or a draft topic. <laughs> they decided just to go on their own. The gentleman stumbled. Train in the background. We should, we should have a, a voiceover contest. Oh, uh, there, there's some good voices on this pod, so uh, I think it, it would be interesting. Yeah, um, I sound like teenager uh so <laughs> before we get into that i'm scotch Beck. we got brad on the left hey there and we got the sultry voice of nate on the right he's doing, he's doing some asmr right now Hello. i know he's yeah. eating pizza and he, we haven't had a good asmr moment in a long you know time. what for all my fans i'm back what are, what are you eating some delicious round table pizza hey, by the way for all our fans that are not in california mm-hmm. yeah this is true this is true it if you've not time. had the round table, it's like a round table pizza I, I didn't discover until late in my life is like what? a very regional thing. I don't know. No, no, oh, oh, I thought you didn't discover it, like having it. Until you were like, at birthday parties with me when I was <laughs> yeah. five at round table. Oh, yeah. You know that was I was going. I was playing yeah. karate champ on the, on the sticks at, yeah. at the series oh, yeah. uh, round table for yeah, sure. Yeah. So it was like, I didn't, it was, it was late in life. I realized that this was like. A regional thing and people didn't know the glory i'm learning yes. this now i had no idea i thought it was, no. it was nationwide no no no. Oh, no it's like very very west coast and okay. so um but also what's happened as i've gotten older is that roundtable has gotten shall we say expensive to the point where even yeah. like grown adults with regular incomes are like yeah. jesus you're yeah, saying they, that, they charge you're saying three pizzas and that's going to be 175 dollars. <laughs> what are you putting on the pizza is yeah. there cocaine mixed into the well, sauce. Well, pre-COVID, yeah. they had the, the lunch buffet, which was fucking a deal, because you right. could go in there and just load up, mm. and if you knew the managers, you could, you know, hey, you know, I kind of like this pizza, and they'd, oh, I got you, I got you, and they'd bring that shit out, and you're getting fresh pizza, you get the cinnamon twist, you get the garlic twist, you get all the whole, mm-hmm. like, smorgasbord. And the whole buffet for, like, 
$27.50. Oh, and then you get the little cinnamon twist <laughs> at the end. So, so basically what you guys are saying is most of the country doesn't give a shit about this conversation right now because they yeah. have this yeah. pizza? No, no, no. no. Uh, what we're going to make them. We're, gonna, <laughs> it's we're, like, we're starting it's like a the thing. It's like the in and out folks. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the in and out thing. It's yeah, like there's, there's a whole California. talk online about, oh, if you come out to West Coast, you got to try in and out. That's what, Which round table round pizza table. deserves that kind of respect. Okay. Yeah. For sure. And well, by then, the way, thanks COVID for killing our buffet. I know. Yeah. That's so good. You suck, COVID. Okay. So we're doing a voiceover draft. We How's are. How's that? Is that better? That's yeah, voiceover draft. Most memorable. Memorable voiceover yeah. draft. Yeah. Most voiceover draft. Um, yeah. It, and we have, we're doing something we haven't done in a while, which is the three man draft. And uh, so three it's going to be a little person? different. Three. Three person, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Forgive me. The Did three you not? person draft. We have had one female drafter before. I Scott. know, but there's three men here now, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you not get my most recent email signature with oh, my geez. pronouns? You guys, this not come on, Scott. Anyway, so we are doing a three person, three round five, or five round draft. You got me all flustered now. Uh, five <laughs> round draft. So we're adding an extra round because there's one less person. So this um, is true. Yeah. So it should be fun and it should be exciting. Uh, before we get into it exactly real quick, we just want to mention that we are on the deluxe edition network and not only are we on the deluxe edition network, we are the deluxe edition network podcast of the year. Oh Champion. God, that belt. I, I've carried that belt around like on multiple like vacation trips and people look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, you don't even know. And then they ask me, I'm like, fuck you. You don't need to know. Yeah, if you don't know, you don't know. If you guys haven't seen it on the socials yet, because we definitely have posted it already, um, we got a, just, it's a, it's literally five pounds of just leather and gold, brass and, and steel, gold. diamonds. I think all of those are yeah. on there. I carried them on my shoulder into a TCBY the other day. Somebody looked at me funny. I hit them over the head with it. Yeah. Do TCB, TCBY still exist? I don't know. I found the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would have a blockbuster uh, after that. I was like, damn, that's a good day. <laughs> so anyway, check us out on Deluxe Edition Network. And uh, we're in, in the month of July now. And we have two pods of the month. We have In a Pickle, which is a sports like sports sports radio podcast. Um, and then Growing Up Bananas, which is actually an Australian podcast. Um, and it's about uh, growing up in Australia as an Asian. So definitely check out uh, Growing Up Bananas and In a Pickle on Deluxe Edition Network. So, hey, Brad, what time is it? Um, Let me look at my watch. It's... It is time. Oh, boy. Most memorable voiceover in a movie. Yeah. Um, Brad, you got a draft order for us? I believe we do. So let's go ahead and, and, and want go to our, our, our famous friends, the AI, and see what they say. In the kingdom of Bev's video, four friends gathered to embark on a journey to capture the most memorable voiceover moments in cinematic history. Each of them carried dreams, hopes, and a deep love for the silver screen. First to make his mark was Nate. His passion never wavered, and his undying love for movies led him down a path of success. He drafted forth, but conquered the podcast realm, his insights guiding listeners throughout the vast world of cinema. Next in line was Brad, whose voice was as soothing as a summer breeze. He weaved tales with his words and took the podcast world by storm. His draft position, third, turned out to be just the beginning of a remarkable journey. Then came Zach. He died on a toilet of dysentery. <laughs> and finally, there was Scotch, the soulful voice that stirred emotions deep within. He drafted first, driven by an instinct to connect with the human experience. His poetic choices resonated with audiences and led him on a path of creativity and self-discovery. And so, their stories were told. The echoes of their voices carried on the winds of, winds of time. In Bev's Video Kingdom, where dreams became reality, they found their place in the annals of cinema, forever remembered for their love of movies and the power of voice. We found our I love it. ours in the annals of cinema, but Zach found his death in the annals. <laughs> the annals of dysentery. <laughs> dysentery. I like it that he. I, it was like exactly the opposite of the king. 
It's like yeah. King died of constipation on the toilet, but not Zach. <laughs> he was just yeah. explosive. Just, explosive. <laughs> just dehydrated himself dehydrated like a raisin. <laughs> they say that like for like 30 minutes after he was officially pronounced dead, his body was still, still expelling. Just, yeah. just, still yeah. just it's like some people continue to ble- bleed a bit afterwards. Zach, no bleeding. He just continued to diarrhea. Yep. And that's what happens when you and, and, and drop and out of the draft. And then there are three. <laughs> so, May, I, I do kind of feel bad for you because you went from fourth. Now you're actually drafting third. Third, which is not a great position, but even in a three-person can I, draft. Can even I in a, a three-person draft. Can I make a prediction? I'm going to win for the first time from the third position, and you guys are all going to act like it doesn't count. Oh, we will 100%. Uh, you are in such a bad position now because <laughs> if you do win, we're going to be like, that was a three-person draft. The uh, third position is actually a wrap in the third position. Yeah. So. The best I can do here is a win with an asterisk. That's it. Yeah. 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 So good luck with that. <laughs> Which um, is pretty much so, all my wins. So I, well, I'm I'm the sandwich in a three-person <laughs> draft. Yeah. We haven't done these in a while. This is yeah. the first of the, uh, the season, our first three-person draft. So I am the uh, sandwich... Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens here because, Scott, you're leading us off. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm kind of excited, even though there's easily, to me, there's actually a good first, like, four or five picks that I think that I'd be super happy with. And this, I, this I don't, is a deep draft. Oh, my yeah, God. I was, deep. as I started researching it, I was like, oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, shit. This one, too. Yeah. Um, cause, cause it's not like, it, it doesn't have to be, narration the whole movie it's just it's like just voiceover like certain parts right and most and memorable so, voice that's why yeah. you should be happy with the category yeah. we chose because exactly it's not like it's the best of all time it's it's exactly who did it memorably right. okay but hold on so we're not talking about a voice actor voicing a, a cartoon character oh hell oh, no. No. no if you if you decided to be like oh it's Patton oswald as remy we'd kick you off the pod i'm gonna have, have to breeze i'm gonna have to reconsider, going. have to reconsider my whole list <laughs> Summer breeze. Please, please, please my, tell me. Uh, my, my top, my top, my top five choices were from Toy Story. Ah, okay. Well, hey, you can still pick them. Tom Hanks yeah. has been a, he's been a part of this draft lately. Okay, so for the first pick, please pick me, night. <laughs> that was a terrible force Tom. <laughs> Love you, Zach. So when I think memorable, I think of something that I go back to often, and every year I revisit this movie. And it's a part of my childhood. It's a part of my adulthood. And nothing says Christmas like a Christmas story. Gene Shepard, possibly one of the greatest narrations in the history of film, in my opinion. So here's here's the uh, okay, hundred percent agreed. Number one pick. <laughs> okay. What I want to know is wait, what should I be putting on our little draft sheet here? So I'm gonna just go a Christmas story, the narrator. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I thought I assumed the movie was the. I mean, just the movie only. I I don't think there's. I mean, unless there's a movie that somebody thinks there's like multiple different voiceover things. There I mean, kind of is. There, there could be a couple. There's a, there's there's a, okay. there's, there's a couple well, where mine is like I a specific my, scene. My argument would be, if you you, I you say, can take the whole movie, but if you have a particular movie with a scene, I, I okay, think so I'm gonna put a Christmas easy, story, the narrator, their narrator, and and or or maybe if it's an actor. You can say, you know, X movie and then whatever actor just... Okay. You know. All right. All right. Just just making sure. Okay. Well, hopefully if it's memorable, they'll the judge will know. And okay. So, no, no, no. That's yeah. tremendous. So you you got what would have been my number one pick. If I had... Okay. If I had a Christmas one. story at number one? I Absolutely. Oh, God. It, dude, it's just so 100%. legit. He, he tells the entire tale. And that just that voice... You get voice, all the insight from his narration. The minute the movie starts, you hear his voice and it's just... It's like a warm blanket, man. Yep. You know? I, and again... I don't think it's a hands down necessarily one of one to everyone, but to me, I had to take it one of it's one. Funny. I mean, I, I, I think that's very memorable. It's just an interesting, like, I, I don't think I would have been so, that both of you were like, that's the, that's my number one. I, I really, it tells me something about how good I actually like that Brad is actually a little bit more excited about than I am. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah <that's laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my pick for sure. All right, well, yeah. what's, what's your number two, right? What's the, what's the right. number two? Well, I mean, if we're talking about movies, you know, of our childhoods and movies that mean just a whole lot to us, like throughout our entire lives. I, of course, have to go with this, which is Red from Shawshank. I knew it. I knew Damn it. you. <laughs> I knew it. That was one of one. And I can't believe you took it because you should get punched in the face. <laughs> I'm hoping you want to punch me in my face because of my joke that I just told. What? 
I said a movie that's dear for me from my childhood. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> that means so much to me. I missed that part. I was already was focusing funny. on the fact that I wanted to take out next, and I missed your uh, idiocy. That's a great joke, and I missed it completely. Hey. God, you guys suck. Uh, It'd be like it's not like we've done a hundred episodes well, together. I, I was definitely confused because because I I go oh he's, no, I, he's I, definitely going to go Shawshank for sure, and then he said from your childhood, and I go wow was this in our childhood? I go I wasn't a child when this came out, and that's all I thought. Of. I didn't think about the fact that you haven't seen it until last year. <laughs> Nate, it's been a part yeah. of my childhood. I should actually say that because Nate was telling me to watch it yeah. in my childhood. I, I had I had Shawshank and Christmas Story one A one B as as top two. Morgan sure. Freeman. Yeah, I mean. Oh, uh, so I've got a tough choice here because I I really really love. Oh, trying to go, trying to go. I kind of like you have a rap, so you can take them both. Dunking. No, the problem is I have three that I want. I, I kind of think Brad has the best clever. spot. I think the I think the the, middle, the sandwich, the, the meat, the sandwich is kind of nice. I don't think the sandwich does very well. I, I, I have to go back to my uh, Bevermetrics on the, the three-person drafts. There's just no way any of these three get back to me, and I, so I don't know that it matters. All right. I, so, okay, uh, the, according to my Bevermetrics, ten drafts have taken place, three-person drafts, and you've got uh, first pick has won six times, second pick has won four times, and the third pick has won zero times. Oh, my God. I'm so, about to bust that. So, up. so not only has the third pick never won this season, it has never won ever in the three person draft. In the three person draft, the the third pick. Is so the third won. pick sucks in the four person draft, and even worse in the three person draft. This is true. None of this wow. makes sense. Had no idea. So Nate, right. good luck. Nate. You know what? I'm gonna I'm just gonna dive in. You can blame Zach. Yeah. <laughs> um, just go to his funeral and be I'm like, gonna take, "You asshole!" I'm gonna take in the third with the third pick. I'm gonna take Casino. Okay. And, and with the fourth pick, I'm oh, hold, hold, hold on. on. Okay, here's the problem with Casino. You have to be a little bit more specific. Who? Why? Because there's multiple characters. Two, there's multiple voiceovers. narration in that movie. And I was going to particular. I was going to pick a particular scene, and it hurts me that you're taking Casino right now. God damn it! Um, if you want to just not take Casino, let me have it in the, the in, in my <laughs> no, second pick. I that won't would be do that. Beautiful. Because mo- and, and this is the thing. Scorsese. One person tells the story in Goodfellas. Shit, fuck. Oh, wow. Why am I talking about that right now? I don't know. That's, what an asshole. <clears throat> well, well, you're picking it for me. <laughs> Actually, he's got another pick. I'm taking Goodfellas next. So. If, he goes, if he goes the Scorsese rap, that's fucking beautiful. That's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So I think I'm going to take, I wasn't going to take a scene. I guess I'll take Sam Rothstein. Okay. So Ro- Robert, De- Robert De Niro's yeah. narration. And uh, that's 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 probably the logical choice. And then Ray Liotta's in uh, Goodfellas. Yeah. I always wanted to be a gangster. Yep. Ah uh, man, I, I really want the I really want this other one to come back around. I'll be really happy if I can snag this other one, but I'm probably not. So you guys go ahead and take it. I hate you. <laughs> oh, you fucked up my whole draft. <sighs> because my favorite so piece of voiceover is now kind of. And also ran, but we'll see. Okay. All right. Oh, boy. Okay. My next pick here has got to be, it's 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 a classic. It's, and, and oh, good. Okay. This this makes me happy. There's about four different ways I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to take the right one, though. I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Tyler Durden from God, Fight Club. Son of a bitch. Uh, I mean, is his name Tyler Durden? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. He narrates the entire time, but he's also, um, I'm Jack's. Blah 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 blah. Medulla oblongata. So um, it's just a great narration. He he tells the story and he just is so good at it. And then you get to get all the insight. And then when he kind of realizes that he's Tyler Durden at the end, mm-hmm. like right. he's like, put your seat backs in their upright positions, tray tables up. Yep. Good shit. Uh yeah. That I was. I didn't think that was gonna drop to me. It was definitely it was on my list. And I mean, I mean, simply. This is Bob. Bob has bitch tits. <laughs> is there ever been a moment it, of a narration where you just instantly just start laughing your ass off? It is such so a good. great line. Good line. Okay. All right. My next little pick that I'm about to unfold is from a little movie, and then it's about a dude. Oh, you, I, that was the one I wanted. <laughs> I thought maybe you would be stupid and let me have it. The voice of, I, well, I, is the character, it's a narrator or, or Arguably, maybe God, but Sam Elliott, Big Lebowski, the dude in Los Angeles. If I could have picked that one up on the return, it would have been game over. For <laughs> he's, he's he's known as the the stranger. The stranger, the stranger. That's right. Kind of like what I do to pleasure myself. 
it's interesting because it, it's just the beginning and the end. Yeah. And yeah. but it, the the stories are great. Yeah, and then, and the cool thing is, is like he definitely he comes he's a, he's a character in the movie in the middle. You know, he has a, where he actually comes on screen, and then he wraps it all up. And and uh, yeah, just and an I mean, iconic voice. And if, as I say, if you're talking like Hollywood voices, it's got to go Morgan Freeman and then Sam Elliott. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I mean all timers. Well, there's and there's a few more. That, but I mean those two. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, don't, I Sam mean, Elliott's voice. Maybe is, is maybe uh, um, who's Darth Vader. James. James Earl Jones. Jones. Yeah. Those three, that's got to be like three of the Mount Rushmore. 100%. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that. I will say, I'm going to nerd out right now, is that <laughs> one of my favorite, I'm a big San Francisco Giants fan, and, and one of my favorite writers, a guy named Grant Brisby, he, he wrote in an article he was writing about, uh, he, it was basically like the case for Tim Lincecum being in the Hall of Fame. And Tim Lincecum had a few great seasons, but just was not very, longevity was not his thing. Right. And so he wrote a couple lines in his story about Tim Linscombe, and he, he basically used part of the, the beginning narration about the dude for calling him the freak. Uh-huh. And then I went ahead and in the comments on this article, I, I did the entire narration and completely made it into about Tim Linscombe. And it got like a bunch of likes. It's like one of my highlights of my internet career. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, we we, we, t- we talk a lot about uh, Chat GPT and all that stuff. And and I don't know lately, have you seen a lot of these lists? You know, they're asking Chat GPT what who's the greatest of yeah. this, whatever. And according to Chat GPT, these are the best, whatever. Well, I recently saw one: the top ten most overrated baseball players of all time, and Tim Lincecum was on the list. And I go, that's just horseshit. That's just a, that's just. You're a, a Dodger thing. fan. You watch. I'm a Dodger fan. You watch this guy destroy people. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. How is he the most over, one of the most overrated when, top ten? He, like it, it wasn't that he just didn't have a super long like dominant career, but when he was dominant for like a solid stretch of 100%. the middle of his career, yeah. His, Game his, over, his dude. mechanics. You just watch it, and you, all you can see when you watch his mechanics, like this is problematic. Right. But when he's doing it well, he can do it better than just about anybody yeah. there is. But as, you're like, as soon as any little piece of that mechanics, because it was so just convoluted, winding himself up and throwing it, and just being a little guy that could just fire the ball. Yeah. You're like, if any one little part of him goes bad, it's going to ruin him. And it did. Yeah. But at the so. same time, when he was on in those those 08 to like uh-huh. two, 2012 years, oh my God. But plus, he looked just like the kid from Days and Confused. <laughs> Wiley except, Wiggins? Except really good. <laughs> yeah. I love that. He was Wiley Wiggins for sure. Uh, oh all right, my who's God. up? Are you up? I, I, yeah, he's so got, got his my rap. rap. My rap. Jeez, rap are we still here. on you? Yes, we are. Um, well, Brad started talking mm-hmm. Lincecum. I had to talk Lincecum because yeah. it, so, it was great. Um, so my next one is just uh, one of my all-time favorite movies. One of the all-time best stories ever told and a story a grandpa telling a story to his sick kid peter falk the grandpa in princess bride uh that's a really good one that's that's a tough that's a tough one to I, there's no way i didn't think it would get back to me for sure and it's uh last going in well okay it's the third round of a three-person draft but i mean that's seventh pick that's ooh, that, that <laughs> maybe should have gone earlier i yeah so I was definitely happy it was still sitting there. That's oh god, you've got a strong list. I don't. I, actually, I got, I, I, I I got two more picks to fuck it up. I don't like the stranger, but but I'm good here. Right. But you did leave me my pick, which makes me happy. I like the stranger just because I know Nate wanted it. Because I'm gonna pick one that's a little bit off. You know, it's it. But I, I figure our judge is gonna appreciate this one. Okay, pander. I'm going pander. with Alex from A Clockwork Orange. I like that yeah. as a really stupid pick. That's because great. he tells the story. <laughs> he gets get all the really insight into Ludwig Bonn. Way to talk about uh, some movie that no one's seen. That's awesome. Oh, everybody. Awesome. Everybody yeah. who's anybody has seen A Clockwork Orange. I didn't know that. I can't believe that Brad is saying that any, everybody's anybody has seen any movie. <laughs> Stanley <laughs> This is Kubrick. one of the five movies that Brad's a seen. A Clockwork Orange <laughs> is a classic of cinema. Mm-hmm. And, and Alex telling the story and just narrating it throughout. Mm-hmm. Just getting into the ultra violence and just oh, it's such good, I, such a good narration. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad pick. I just think it's a reach, a little way early, but I think it's good. I, I don't think our judge is going to feel that. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll see how the pandering works. All right, I got a ribbity wrap. Mm-hmm. You do. You got two more. How many more Scorsese films can you pick? Well, did you Did you get I to go will. see a screening of a a, a what is it, a Flowers of a Killer Moon? No. Should I have? I don't know. It's it's getting a lot of hype right now. Is that Scorsese? 
That's the new Scorsese coming out with Leo Scorsese and Robert De Niro. Is, uh, real questionable. This one seems. Uh, dude, watch the preview. It looks fucking badass. All right. I haven't even checked it out yet. Um, I believe I sent you guys the link to the preview. But yeah, I don't listen to you. Maybe you guys don't watch your shit. My shit. Yeah. I like your funny little Instagram videos. They make me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I'm like either waking up or drunk when I'm sending reels. Hundred <laughs> <Yes>, percent. <laughs> We have a great new game, Drunk or Sleepy with Brad. <laughs> Drunk or napping. <laughs> oh, man. How much more do we need to vamp, Nate? I'm, 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 I'm confirming one thing real quick uh, here. You had three picks. So of your three picks that you were going to go with the first, your first rap, did we take I the other one? The, well, yeah. No, it was, it was, I got two, and one of them was... Uh, the Stranger? Yeah. Okay. I was just trying to decide if I could reasonably go with an all Scorsese draft. Oh. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how it out. plays out. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take with my third pick, Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Oh, that's where I was deciding between those two right there. That's a good one. Uh, that's a real good one. I like, I like, it wasn't even on my radar. Damn it. That's a real good one. And I like it. And then... I, do, I, I just have to say about that. When he... When he gets the uh, uh, the the business card, oh man! Oh, like, it's, and I, uh, I, he's like, I could see that his business card was better than mine. It's like that narration is it's, just like it's oh. perfect. He starts going through like all the different the oh, stats, all the details, well, and, yeah. and then yeah. you get all the zoom ins on him, uh-huh. the watermark, and, and he's like, like he's sweating, just, he's raised, like, raised he's print, so and yeah. yes. oh man. Um, and Good the, call, damn it! Yeah, damn it! I was hoping that it was between. <laughs> I should have probably saved Alex for a while. I, why? That's what I'm saying. That was I, bad draft. I, yep. Should have saved that for my fourth pick, and I probably would have got it. Yep. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to go uh, in a pretty different direction here. I'm going to take Alicia Silverstone's share <laughs> in Clueless. It's on brand. Oh, you asshole! As my fourth <sighs> pick. I like it. I, I, that's that's it's, one of those movies, man. I just it just makes me happy. It's a it's a, you know what? It's a really I mean it's a it's a little bit forgotten now. I think it's come out now probably twenty five more than twenty five years ago. Probably. Um, and I'd say for the first twenty or fifteen years of its run, I think it was seen as like this pretty iconic movie. Uh-huh. And it's kind of, I feel like it's fallen off a little bit. Like it just doesn't get as much yeah. run now. But it's I mean. It's what it's weird because it's one of those movies. Obviously, you know, I'm older now, but me and my brother, we both just love that movie. Oh, I, I, I can't it. believe Paul Rudd was forty when he filmed that. <laughs> Dude, he looks the same. <laughs> the same. He was probably nineteen. He, he yeah. legitimately could. No, he was like the college guy, so he's probably actually probably like twenty eight or twenty seven or something. Well, I'll yeah. figure. I'm gonna. Figure, I, I do want to figure that out because he was the I'll college guy. Like, well, you you guys uh, carry on your way, and I'll pipe back in with. The, I love Josh. Uh, so, uh, it is a good it is a good yep. voiceover though oh, i like it damn it good pick nate you just really like punch me in the balls twice you know what even if i don't win that's kind of a win yep okay well oh man i've got some different ways here i'm looking at these all right well again this is going to be this might just set me into a different little path and i'm hoping that my 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 judge comes through for me because i'm going to go ahead and take raul duke Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Johnny Depp, given the narration, is is a, is a classic. We were just past Barstow when the drugs kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's got some great narration. Um, and actually, towards the end of the movie, when, when Dr. Gonzo's like got the knife and there's like the pie mm-hmm. with, uh, what's her name? Um, shit. Oh my gosh, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, she was in Ocean's 13. She's like the, the casino assistant. Oh, Ellen, Ellen Barkin. Ellen Barkin. Ellen Barkin. Ellen Barkin is like the the, the diner, and he's trying to order the pie, and she's uh-huh. like, "Oh, we don't." And he gets the knife out. I never, I never saw the movie. Don't look. Oh, at you me. fucker. Okay, so you, no, it's just you, again the two movies Brad's seen. He's like, "You guys are a bunch of uncultured swine." Raul, Raul Duke like narrates that whole that whole uh, like scene, and it's just it's fucking harrowing. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a classic. So I'm okay. taking. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, All right. which is classic, but maybe unappreciated here. Okay. All right. It's time for me to pander a little bit because the judge joined us when we did this episode back in October, I believe. And uh, I'm going to go with Jack Nicholson and The Departed. 
I was trying to figure out who the I couldn't remember who the narrator was in that because yeah. I didn't really think Nicholson. Did he narrate he, the whole time? Not or? the whole time. The the, intro, the whole intro of the movie. He's talking about the uh, whole thing. He's, he's yeah, setting he, up the movie. Setting up things. Right. How's work? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's his character name? I, 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 I uh, look that shit up because I need okay. that. Um, well, while you're looking that up, Paul Rudd was 26 in 1995 when Clueless was released. Okay, so he was supposed to be the college Which means that he is now, so that was, that was 28 years ago, (laughs) meaning that he is now 54. And he looks like he's 30? Costello. Seven? Yeah, Costello. Costello. Yeah, it's on the tip of my brain. Um, so I, I hadn't even thought about The Departed because it's like so far down the Scorsese list. Yeah. But then when I was like. Crap! I could go all Scorsese, and I try I'm going to put think Costello intro. Perfect. That's fine. Just, yeah. Um, but you're also on the rap, so you get your final pick. Yeah, what do you yeah. got? What do you got? What are you going to do? This is going to be a tough one to judge. A, t- a tough one to judge. I'm looking at these. There's some yeah. amazing. This is what you get when you, when you get the when you when you get those three teamers. It's like yeah. it feels like drafting in a like a fancy football league that only has eight teams. Yeah, eight teams. You're just like, like everybody just had or oh. <laughs> my, my my son Will plays and he plays in a four. You play in a four teamer. That's what four he plays in a four oh teamer. Well, we did we did a six person uh, this, this yeah. last year too. And dude, it's like you just might as well put together an all star team. You got Pat, Patrick Mahomes the quarterback and Aaron Rodgers backing him up. Yeah. Like, you know? Oh yeah. It's like oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I'm definitely going with one of my just all time favorite movies, um, Coen Brother movie, Raising Arizona. Ooh. Hi. You're taking H I. H I. HR. <laughs> Good call. Nice callback. That's Good a callback. Call he has one of my favorite yeah. moments of narration ever. When when the, the the biker's coming in, he's like, he was always tough on the little creatures. Yeah. And he throws the grenade <laughs> <Yeah>. with the bunny. <laughs> uh, a lot of dream sequences and uh, a little, a little yeah. Nick Cage narration. That's yep. not bad. Yep. So hopefully uh, our judge is a fan. So we'll see. How are you gonna finish it, Brad? All right. So okay, here we go. See, there's one I'm, 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 I'm it's tough because it's, there's, it's, there's another one I really, it's a good to do. narration, but I'm kind of confused on like if it would be considered narration or if it's more like, okay, I'm not even going to mention it cause I want to spoil like or get Nate uh, to jump in. But there is one that's, that is narration, you know, breaking the whole fourth wall. Um, when you get, when you get this guy just being silly, getting to be himself and be a little vulgar and a little crazy and a little wild. In a in a wild action movie that did made way more money than it should have, I'm talking about Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Interesting. I, w- I wish Zach was here. Well, kind of, because he'd but be so bad right now. It's too bad he died <laughs> he on the toilet. I know. I know. Well, rest in That's peace, I, Zach. And I and I love that. I love Deadpool. I love Marvel movies, so I'm a fan of that. So. He 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 he's talking some of the time, but other times it's just it's voiceover. He, no, he definitely um, at the beginning of the of the first one for sure, and maybe yeah, the second ex- one. He's like he's, talking about what's happening in the scene. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that counts. So there you go. All right, maybe so, that just killed my draft. I think it no, might have, but I love it. So <laughs> I'm picking this. Cannot one. wait for also rants. I'm going to pick this one for a for a couple of uh, cool reasons. One, it reminded me of our boy Robbie. Who did a bunch? Who 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 works for uh, for Francis Ford Coppola as uh-huh. an editor? Uh-huh. And one of the things that he said, like he edited the remake, the like the remastering of, as like and had his hands in a bit was Apocalypse Now. Uh-huh. And so it's, but the second reason is interesting. The voiceover here is by Joe Estevez, Martin Sheen's brother, and does Sheen's voiceover work as Captain. Benjamin Willard. So the the character is Benjamin Will Captain oh. Willard, um, but it's not actually Martin Sheen that does the voiceover. So it's kind of cool. Oh, I did not know that. Wait, for sure, it's not it, Martin Sheen doesn't do the voiceover. This is not as I understand it. That is the case. So so there you go. That's I my, learned something. It's today. my close. It's my closer. Apocalypse now. <sighs> oh I, boy, I'm there is you. some great voiceover. I'm looking at these movies, and all of them are like iconic to me. Like there's yeah. not one on here. I'm looking at like. Is is shit. Well, and when you think about it, right, even if we'd had the four teamer, we'd only gone one more pick. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a thick, thick category. Zach would have picked some weird shit though. You're right. <laughs> like some fucking Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freaking some somehow somehow by Zach being here, the total quality of the choices would have gone down. Oh boy. We would have added one total yeah. pick but subtracted the quality yeah. by about also, three. also Rands would have been a little bit a little bit heavier. <laughs> a little heavier. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. I hey, a great draft. Um yeah, I'm looking at these. These are some uh, this would be a tough one. I wouldn't I'm glad I'm not judging this one. 
and uh, we'll, we'll see how it uh, shakes out. So uh, we'll be back in a little bit with our judgment. Welcome to the Growing Up Bananas podcast. My name is Ethan. This is my co-host, Sam. What are we doing here? The podcast will explore the internal battle of not just Asian immigrants, but every immigrant, whether it's staying true to thousands of years of culture that our parents passed on to us and their parents passed on to them, or assimilating to what we see around us. So why is it bananas? Well, a banana was a slur used for an Asian person who'd lost touch with their heritage. Yellow on the outside, white on the inside. Growing up is hard enough as it is, and we find ourselves in a situation where we're not quite Asian enough for the Asians, and unfortunately aren't able to change the colour of our skin. Unless you're MJ. Well, that's true. We've been thinking about it, and as travel becomes more accessible, the world will become more intertwined. With that, the number of people who go through the same ups and downs of living in a foreign country like we did will rise. We want to share these experiences with you. Throughout the journey, we're inviting a series of guests to share their compelling stories with us. We hope to have the likes of Dami Im, Jeremy Lin, Jackie Chan, and Ando. We'll hopefully join us as guests along the way. Follow us on socials to stay updated with Growing Up Bananas, and we look forward to sharing our stories with you. Metrics, YouTube Assist gonna point out all the shit that we missed it's the draft judge crushing dreams once again okay joining us to judge us and uh crush us, dreams crush our dreams um we he joined us last week for shag snag body bag and uh we've got uh cliff chamberlain joining us to uh lay judgment upon us what's up cliffy What's up, y'all? Good to see you again. Yeah. What are you up to these days, anyway? You just living the dream well, in the America's yeah. Midwest, or what? Just living the dream out in the, out in the Midwest. In fact, got a softball game on Tuesday night. My daughters, two of my daughters, were on the same softball team. So baseball's in the air out here. Yeah. You, uh, you, get, you, got inspired by your, you got inspired by your stint on our sandlot, and you're just like, I got to get, yeah. get in the it's game. Like, oh, yeah. I got to get out there and coach a little bit. You know? right. Got to get out there in the field. And I think the Cubs are awful as usual. Not sure how the White Sox are doing. But, uh, <laughs> They're injured. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm doing good. You got any? You got any? What's your next? Where are we going to find you next? What's your next project that's coming? Well, I did the, the I did an episode of uh, Fatal Attraction, yeah. which uh, aired on uh, like the very end of May. I think it actually aired on. Like last Sunday, so that's it was part of the sort of two two part season finale. So nice. That's on Paramount Plus. I think you can probably find it now and stream it if you want to. So I will that's there. That. Um, yeah, I'm like working on a uh, like a workshop of a new musical at the University of Chicago right now. I mean, all the you know the writer strike is happening, so oh, there's right. everything kind of on hold right now. The, so yeah, you a, think you're going to return? So, so for those of you that have not followed closely uh, the previous podcast, Cliffy is a ensemble cast member for Steppenwolf in Chicago, which is like being a really huge fucking deal in Chicago. Mm-hmm. If you're a Chicago theater actor, that's the pinnacle. Um, so, are you going to get back into any Chicago theater? St- I mean, you, you you periodically return to the stage. Um, yeah, got I mean, any, that- anything on the horizon? You think? Well, that's what I was about to say. It was like it's a good time to to, to sort of ha- be in the theater, you know. Like, so right now this sort of workshop is kind of going to keep me busy, and then um, I'm sort of I've you know we had our gala or our gala at Steppenwolf, and um, which is sort of our big sort of annual fundraiser. So just like to be around the theater, I'm starting to be around Steppenwolf more and more, and um, I don't have any specific play job on the horizon right now but it, it, that's my sort of theatrical home and so there's always a possibility to do something um, if it's not a full-blown production i can do a workshop or i can um you know just be involved with readings and things like that so that'll be hopefully soon yeah okay so what do you think about the so so we're, we have a voiceover draft yeah. Um, and you often hear, it's like, we, we're big fans of the rewatchables podcast where, uh, Bill Simmons, 
often talks about how much he hates voiceovers and then proceeds to tell us all about all the movies that he loves voiceovers in. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a classic. I, but I, I, I do think that, uh, the, and maybe I want to get your take on this because you're, you know, more, I think, attuned to the way that this interacts with the performances in the movie. But there's, I think, some controversy about what the use of voiceover as a tool, right? I think some, some critics would say that it's a little bit of a crutch, right? Like an easy way out of having to allow the performance or the dialogue or other things about the presentation convey messages, right? And instead doing it a little bit like heavy handedly. Um, And then obviously there are examples where it feels very effective and complimentary. So what's your take on this, Cliffy? You think, are you a voiceover guy? You think you, 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 you get the criticism? Yeah. I mean, I, I get the criticism in the sense that like, it just highlights uh, it highlights a movie that has holes in it and that is clearly needing help to tell a story that doesn't make sense. But I don't like movies that don't make sense without voiceovers, right? So I think when you put a voiceover to patch up a movie that already kind of sucks, right. um, it, it, the, pl- the easiest place to blame is the voiceover portion of it, right? Right. I think it works best when it's like it's ingrained when a voiceover feels added on in post is when and you can just feel we've all been watching movies and TV for a long time. We know like I mean, look, I know it's not um, I know it's not part of I know it's not a movie, but the Wonder Years like that's a great the Daniel Stern voiceover for the Wonder Years. You can just feel that's at least in my opinion or whatever is baked into the fabric of that show. Yeah. Right. Well, it almost, From the get-go. And it's if that if the voiceover isn't a full fleshed out character, then you're screwed. Like if it's just sort of a like or you're like, why is that person narrating this movie? Like it just doesn't really work. And you it's usually just like a feeling one gets, right? Yeah. Um, whereas with other movies, if, if if the voiceover is integral and feels like it was always part of the uh, of the movie then it works. I mean, if I, if I go TV voiceovers, wonder years, one of one. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I was talking with my, yeah. my wife today. We were just kind of like brainstorming, talking about different voiceovers and, and a, a few of the ones that she was saying, were like, Oh no, that's TV. Oh no, that's TV. And like, there was, there's a lot I mean, in TV for me. Wonder years. If we went TV and movies together, it might be one one Oh, I think, I think it would. I mean, and I think, it, especially because the fact that like everyone knows it was Daniel Stern, it was like that, that's who did yeah. the voiceover. It's like, it's iconic, a hundred percent iconic. And especially if you know the, like, think, go ahead, Cliffy. Well, I just think like when it's an older character, like the Sandlot to, you know, who is telling a story from their youth, like it, I just, that, that works really well. All right, so you got you received a uh, group of draft results. We did a three round. I did. We did a three three team five year round draft. Yeah, a um, little different format. And uh, you took yeah. a look. What did you? How did you approach this in terms of some criteria for for evaluating your picks? Well, I think I remember from the last time I judged. I don't really go on a point system, uh, and I also I also think I just go winner. And then mm, everyone three losers. Lose. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, now, like, now, do you feel like do you feel like you distinguish between first and then second and third this time, or is it is it just first no, and then that's it? No, because like at the end of a baseball game, there's, there's not, a winner. There's okay. One winner, or the end of a season, really, of baseball. Now, that's, so so with that being said, in your mind, when you're looking at these teams, is there like a clear winner, and then the other guys are just like whatever, or was, was it, it or was it close? I don't think so. I mean, I think that I think I definitely have my winner. I mean, what I, I what I sort of failed in, even as someone who, who's an actor, like there's plenty of movies on here that I haven't seen. Right. Oh. So that's where I fail you, and I apologize. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna own it, but I have not seen some of these movies. Okay. I, I'm so what I have to know which ones they are. They're that, probably that makes some, me they're probably some shit that Brad. <laughs> But so, I, I, I will say, Cliff, when we when I was taking the picture, as I, I I took the picture so we could get it to you, I was looking at this. I was like, "Wow!" If I was trying to judge this, this is, I mean, all the teams are are pretty damn solid. 
as far as voice. That sounds like a loser trying to make his team sound better. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say that that was my opinion going into this. So as I, I thought it was going to be a tough one for the yeah. judge. And you, yeah, you, but uh, it's not. <laughs> oh man i hope uh, i'm the winner right. i hope i'm the winner okay, so badly. Okay. All right. if, so, if so, so, so first stuff. tell us give randomly give us one of the two t- teams that tied for last oh one of the two teams that tied for last what's uh, what, team number team two is one of the all one right i right. read the read the team Team two included Ooh. shawshank redemption red shawshank redemption fight fight club tyler fight durden club. a clockwork orange, clockwork orange. alex Fear and Loathing, Las Vegas, Raul Duke, and Deadpool, Deadpool. All right. So talk us through what's the strength, what are the strengths and weaknesses on that list? Well, the two, Shawshank Redemption and Fight Club are fantastic strengths. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't think it really, if you have Morgan Freeman as a in, yeah, that works no matter what. I mean, he's fantastic. It's. I mean, that's sort of a, another sort of iconic movie voiceover, right? It's, right. He's just so good, and um, well, so it's one of those things then, where you can't you can't picture that movie without that yeah, part. That's, without that's that. a great. Yeah, you take, that's it's great. not the same movie at all. At all. If you take it away, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and the same with Fight Club, I think too. I mean, I think Ed Norton does a really great job. But it's sort of deadpan, and I don't. I've never really thought of IKEA in the same way. After <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. I never. I've certainly never thought of. of, of uh, catered soup in the same way now cliff i'm Um, I'm gonna assume that there might be is there a couple movies you didn't see on this list yeah i mean i I think i've seen pieces of a clockwork orange and i mean that's um even though i haven't seen the whole movie like i know that uh i can hear that voice sort of in my head and actually no i have seen that movie but it's been a long time that's a pretty damn good one but it doesn't like hit my i mean i'm sort of like a heartstrings you know, movie go hey, movie watcher. There, there's a reason you and Nate are good friends. I mean, it makes right. sense. That's right. That's we, right. Both, we both have great <laughs> taste in movies. Three yeah. times also on the on the Love Actually. Podcast. All of our <laughs> all of our emotional intelligence is intact. Yeah. You right. are not even. Right. Yeah, and then Deadpool. Uh, actually, I think Ryan Reynolds did a fine job at Deadpool too, but th- that one didn't. Th- this whole one, like, just didn't do it for me. So, all right. Okay. So give us your well, other fear, fear and loathing. Familiar? Not familiar? Yeah, seen it, been a while, but like, again, like that, that whole that movie too, like didn't really uh, didn't okay. stick with me. All good, yeah. all good. I'm, I will, I will take my take my your, my second lump, place. Son. I'll take my second that's, place. That's that's, that's so funny. <laughs> you mentioned so you mentioned a movie earlier. Um, I think the last time we talked last week um, that was similar to the Sandlot Christmas Story. Uh-huh. I didn't. Um, I didn't have the first pick, though. I didn't have the first. The first pick. Did not have the first the, pick. The first pick right. overall was uh, was of course. He did say that would have been his first pick. That would have been my number one. Oh, okay. If he had the first pick, hundred percent would have been my number one. Yes. All right. So give yeah. it. Give us the team that uh, the other team that tied. Who, for who, last. Did I, who did I tie for second with? Let's find out who team I tied three. for second with. Team three. God damn. That is Let's, Casino. Sam Rothstein. The narration. Uh, Goodfellas. Henry Hill. American Psycho. Patrick Bateman. Clueless. Share. And Apocalypse Now, Captain Willard. Yeah. Just so much death in this team. So much <laughs> it's just a lot of hard. So much oh. violence. And just, you can't have two Martin Scorsese movies. Oh, I heard him. I he thought, almost went for the whole team. I thought he was like, you think about just going all Scorsese and just going wild. <laughs> Is this the Gimme Shelter? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the Gimme Shelter would have been the theme song for his entire draft. Scar- Scorsese yeah. the, he, he's the voiceover king. No, I mean, of, of course, those ones are great, you know, like, um, and in fact, I really, I really, as a, you know, I appreciated the Clueless uh, poll yeah, as well. Sure. I think that, yeah, yeah. That's a fantastic one. Um, I mean, I think Patrick Bateman's uh, uh, um, uh, American Psycho sort of one, that one's fantastic too. I mean, Christian Bale's sort of a master of uh, accents and stuff, and it's so strange and weird and creepy and yeah, we we we, um, we singled out the uh, the business card scene when he yeah, was talking about that. And, and incredible, such a cool scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah. So that's really good too. But like again, I love I, I like all those movies, but I don't. They're not ones that like I. They're not ones that I watch and really think of the voiceover at the front of my, my memory yeah. of those movies. Where yeah, that's fair. 
winning team, team one. Uh, mm. uh, what team was that? Look, a Christmas story. Not only oh, Christmas hold on, story. Hold on one second. I'm just going gonna, gonna to read the, the entire list real quick. Oh, so, sorry, sorry. So, yeah. So, team one, that included a Christmas story, the narrator, the big Lebowski, the stranger, the princess bride, grandpa, the departed, Costello, in the intro, and raising Arizona high. High. H.I. H I, yeah, <laughs> it's high. That's a good. That's a good old good call old, old pull. All right. So what do, what do you think of that, Cliffy? Like that's that's a that's a number one team to you. That's number one because first off, a Christmas story takes place minutes from where I live now, and uh, at least the the lore the the lore out here is that the writer and that it's set in Hammond, Indiana, which is like the next town over. My father in law grew up there. Every Christmas. There is like a Christmas story. It's like a whole uh, exhibit, like at the sort of Indiana Indiana Welcome Center, right down the road. So Christmas story is a major part of our life. Not only my life growing up, but my life now. So that is a I gave bonus points, even though you wouldn't have known that. (laughs) What you're saying though is the BVK podcast needs to come out next Christmas and like come check that stuff out. Maybe we should do. We haven't done a Christmas story. Oh, maybe we should record. Oh, we should do remote. We could Cliffy could join us for uh for a an live? on-scene Toy Story. You, the kids toy go story? down the slide. Did you just say Toy Story? My kids. Yeah. Christmas story. How about we do a Christmas story? Go. Let's do Toy Story instead. <laughs> we could go got the whole Indiana for Christmas up. and do Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> so they do the they do, they do the slide. You're talking about the the Santa slide. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Santa's up and top. They how, slide down. How, how do they get a cranky Santa? Not no. Oh, that's the one scary thing cranky that Santa. sucks. That's that's where I that come ruined in. it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll bring Scotch Scotchy Claws with us, and, and Scotchy Claws will do a, a, a great ho 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 ho. Okay, besides a Christmas story on that list, what's your like? What are your favorites? Yeah, I knew, I knew that was what won it for him. <laughs> that was yeah. a nice snag in the uh, in the seventh pick. Yeah, that was. Yeah. So I'm going to say something. Yeah, more. I mean, to get that in the seventh pick is a huge. I mean, I. I just love that movie. It was, an, it was an, along with you know a movie like The Sandlot, like that also spoke to sort of the adventure, imagination, fantasy, like you know, right. part of my childhood, and it's just so good. Um, you know, the Fred Savage voiceover. You know, even just though, even though he's not the one doing it, like the right. fact that Fred Savage is part of these two voiceover projects. Uh, so. Yeah, projects is awesome and. Well, and the fact uh, that the voiceover, like, sometimes, like, actually interrupts, like, what's going on in the right. movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, hold on, hold on. They're going to kiss yeah, again. Like, yeah. yeah. So, it's like, I love that that part well, of the, and, and the, 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 the And the voiceover is occasionally the two of them interacting, right? right. Which is novel. Right. It's like. He's like, shut up. Yeah, kid. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, though, and I'm going to say something I think that's going to be relatively controversial here, which is I don't love The Princess Bride. I like it. I like it, but I like it less than any of you. That's that's really weird to me. Yeah, I don't know why. Because it's it's one of the most greatest love song, uh, greatest love stories of our I of think, our generation. I think yeah. this is the problem. Is like I don't find it that romantic. True. Well, love? that's why you're True. not a winner on my. That's, why you <laughs> that's definitely why you didn't win. That's yeah. right. True love is is that's, is everything, man. Cliff and I, Cliff and I, really like see these things eye to eye. Except that he thinks that I'm a total degenerate for my particular taste in one scene in uh, Love Actually, and he loves. Yeah, he loves uh, Princess Bride. I don't know how you guys were ever roommates. Like, I think I, I feel like if Cliff had a time machine, he if would we go back and about change things back. This we would have fought probably. Uh, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, all right well i tell you what i think you have an amazing taste in films i i think and you, the departed too i mean i came on and talked about the departed i was like I, I, that's on my list list too my gosh just just understand that scotch he, he, when he picked it he said pander, i think i'm dude. just gonna be pandering here a little bit but i'm gonna go ahead and take a movie we talked about what's the king? Yeah. you know what hey scott's the king of the pander you guys could have grabbed it easily before i did pander he, i mean he's, he's the panda bear of the of the pod for <laughs> sure. Voice voiceover. <laughs> it's like the fourth best Scorsese voiceover. Yeah, and, it is also the fourth round. 
Yeah, but I but I didn't get any credit for my first and second <laughs> round picks. <laughs> well, you took the wrong casino pick, and we'll talk about that in all sorts. Oh yeah, but, uh, but raising Arizona, uh, hi, I mentioned a, a scene that was like my favorite. Do you have Do you have a particular high moment from uh, from raising Arizona? Me? No, I've never seen that movie. Oh, oh okay. wow. Luckily, it was like the last pick. So I was like, all right, by the time we got to there, because damn, he didn't also, even get his fifth pick. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I beat mean, you guys with, with four picks. Oh, wow. <laughs> that hurts even Sam more. Elliott, <laughs> you got to love Sam Elliott, too, because when you're talking voiceovers for commercials, how does it get better than just Sam Elliott saying, oh, yeah. damn? Yep. 100%. Right? Come on, dude! Uh, you, you definitely need to do yourself a favor and check out Raising Arizona if if you're a Coen brother fan at all. Um, it, it's it's a crazy movie and it, it's it's good. So their their new one got uh, is just getting crazy love at Cannes. Right oh, is it? Now. Yeah, uh, is that the uh, what's it called? Like Asteroid City. Asteroid City. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah. It sounds like it's gonna be pretty damn legit. But that wait, isn't that Wes Anderson? That's oh, Wes that's Anderson. Wes Anderson. Fuck yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. I will delete that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you will not. <laughs> That, you will that not, clip's getting deleted. You will not delete <laughs> that. I haven't seen Raising Arizona, but I know that. Oh, shit. That oh, is a Wes Anderson. My bad. All okay. Right. So, yeah, um, yeah. Brad brought up um, the other casino picks. So let's get into our also-rans. Let's do a little also-rans. Why not? How the fuck could we miss that one? I just don't understand. It's our also-rans. You idiots. <laughs> so, so, Cliff... When you're when you're looking yeah. at this list, was there anything that you're going how 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 did they miss this one? Anything that that you thought of when when we first told you about this draft, you're like, hey, it's got to be this, and we didn't pick it. No, I mean, oh well, the one that I would think of is um is Lord of the Rings with Kate Blanchett rocking uh, uh, yeah the Fellowship of the Ring. There you go. So that is solid. That is solid. I just real I just realized somehow we no one took the T-shirt here. Yeah. How did we? I mean, w- shouldn't we have taken the Sandlot somewhere? Is this not one that we would? Here's the, this is why it connects with my 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 opinion that it's a knockoff on, on a Christmas story. Like it, it the Christmas story does it better. This is like an imitation of it. It's not that it's terrible. It just I think you got to take a Christmas story well before you take the Sandlot because the Sandlot's yeah. doing the same thing. Well, since I lost, I wish I'd taken the Sandlot just to try. Yeah. Right. Since, I mean, well, here's here's a kind of a question to everybody. Maybe we should have had six picks, and Scotch only needed four. Do you guys think it's better to have a recognizable voice or a non-recognizable? Because I don't, you know, nobody knows who Gene Shepard mm. is from the Christmas Story, but it's iconic. But and then everybody knows who Morgan Freeman is. So it's like, is it better to be able to put a, a name and face to it, or worse, or does it matter at all? Sorry. Well, I was just gonna say, I, I think if you're a character, if you're if you're in the movie and you're a character. Mm-hmm. Then it works better to have like a Morgan Freeman. But if you're, if you're hardly, if you're not in the movie at all, or, or the TV show, like that's why Daniel Stearns works so well, I think, or Christmas Story, or even Sandlot, since he doesn't show up to the end, you want someone that you can't identify, right? Um, whose face you can't identify. I think that works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, just to run a few couple by you, but uh, uh, actually Nate's uh, son's been hanging out here with us on, on our draft, and he mentioned, and it's one that was on my list, Forrest Gump. He he narrates uh, much of the movie, and, <laughs> yeah. and and how would that have done? Would that have been a would that have tickled your fancy? That's a good one. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, since I'd seen the movie, <laughs> could have replaced a couple a couple of my picks. I probably so, should have gone Forrest Gump instead. So what I I was going back and forth with on my last pick, I went with Raising Arizona because it's a personal favorite. Um, I was gonna go with uh, Kevin Spacey and The Usual Suspects. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Verbal. Also a great one. Yeah. And and, and um, it's 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 one of those so so that connects to one of one of mine that I love is so verbal is, is narrating the movie and then right. all of a sudden you realize oh shit he's I mean spoiler alert folks who have not seen Usual Suspects but he ends up being of course the right. the, the ultimate bad guy Kyler Soze and it's like the fact that he is the one who's narrating it and you f- realize he's a totally unreliable narrator that's that's amazing right is the whole movie a bunch of bullshit you know? did you just say Kyler Soze. Kaiser Soze. Kyler Soze. Kyler, 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 Kyler Soze is actually Kyler, I was say, Kyler actually starting for the Cardinals this year. Yeah, he replaced mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, and then but that connects to mine. So so Nate took Casino and he said the the Sam uh, Sam Rothstein. 
I don't know if you remember from Casino, though, just the fact that Joe Pesci narrates as Nikki, he narrates his own death. Where right. He's walk, they're walking out to bury the bodies, and then all of a sudden, they start beating his ass with a baseball bat, and he, like, And the narrates. voiceover stops. Yeah, like, he goes, yeah. he goes, ah! <laughs> and then he's getting beat up. Like, that's my favorite piece of voiceover ever. Like, just because it's yeah. just so iconic and crazy. Yeah. Um, the only other one I thought of that was sort of in the clueless vein was Regina. Uh, is it Regina that voices over? No, it's, 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 it's Katie. Katie that yeah. voices over in Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Um, which is, I think, not as good as Clueless and maybe too much similar, sort of like not quite a ripoff, but it's like very similar it's got voiceover. That, yeah, that same but thing. I actually really like it. I almost took it as a, sec- as a compliment. I was like, I'm going to go all Scorsese and high school chick movies. <laughs> um, but then I didn't. You know what? I got a good one too. It's it's a little Princess Bridey, but it's the never ending story. I mean, oh, so I was thinking of that one. That's a good he's one. Reading that book. And, and that's the same sort of thing where he affects, you know, he's reading it, he's doing the voiceover, reading the book, and then he starts to interact with the world as well. Right. That's that's similar yeah. kind of to, to Ferris Bueller, like the fact that he's narrating. Sometimes he's talking to the camera, but other times he's kind of he's he's the voiceover as well. So it's like yeah. Ferris Bueller kind of. That's I was kind of like tentative to take it because I was like he kind of at sometimes is just kind of talking to the camera, but yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Um, one I th- I thought of after we were completely done, and I just I just typed it in was, um, and I'm kind of surprised that Nate didn't think of this one. Uh, Robert Redford, uh, A River Runs Through It. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I don't. Did yeah. anybody think of Titanic? The old lady does Titanic, isn't she? Oh, yeah. well, she has. Yeah, a, yeah she Pretty does iconic. have a couple, a couple little yeah. monologues. Rose. And an, another one that's kind of similar to um, Legends of the Fall. With the, I didn't remember that that, that one. So, so the, the Indian, um, he he does the and at the very end, he's narrating as as um, Tristan, who's Brad Pitt's character, is fighting the grizzly bear, and it ends with, yeah. "It was a good death." Like that's how oh, the movie yeah. ends. <laughs> yeah. But um as an actor uh cliff you'll appreciate the uh adaptation nick cage as charlie kaufman because he he goes he goes to a, a, a like a screenwriter seminar and he's talking to himself like why am i here like i'm i i, I gotta figure this out like i'm why this i shouldn't be here i shouldn't be here and then the screenwriter that's given the, like the, the 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 speech on stage at one point just says and using never use voiceover in a movie. He's like, that's just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so they, it's like a complete fourth wall break because it's like in the movie they're using voiceover like crazy, and then the guy who's on stage actually says, "Never use voiceover. Yeah. It's lazy." So it's a, it's a classic scene. Um, another great great one that I really like is uh, Alec Baldwin uh, narrating the, the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, oh yeah. That, that that whole intro story is great. He's introducing the characters and all that stuff, and the whole breaking down the whole story of Gene Hackman and everything. Like, yeah, that. he comes in a few different times. That's yeah. that's that's a good one. So here, Shit, I'd had that in my life. Here's the last one I have, and it's a it's like I can't decide if it would be potentially like the best possible pick or the worst. Will Ferrell plays Harold Crick in Stranger Than Fiction, and Emma <clears throat> Emma Thompson is the voiceover. And this is like totally unique because the voiceover controls the voiceover controls the action of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so like right. she's, you know, you're hearing the voiceover is her writing, writing it. And like he interacts with the voiceover and then eventually finds the person who is the voiceover yeah. and like interacts <laughs> right. with her in the That's movie. Very much adaptation, like and, in that same kind yeah. of like vein. Yeah. And, and uh, so in some ways, like it's almost like the voiceover, it's one of the few films where like, even more than the Princess Bride, the voiceover is like a true like plot de- part. Like it's a it's a plot device in the movie, um, and I love that movie. Right, but yeah. it's pretty off the beaten path. No, no Tarantino. Um, like oh the the <laughs> and someone poisoned the coffee. Oh well, <laughs> Tarantino's horrible. I hate his voiceover in Hateful Eight. It's so bad. Have you have you seen uh, Hateful Eight, Cliff? I have, yeah, yeah. But I, don't, I don't even remember that. Yeah, it's, when Tarantino does hit the whole in, in the middle, he's talking about how somebody poisoned the coffee, and just one voice like, and someone poisoned the coffee. Well, and then <laughs> Sam Jackson does the voiceover in Glorious Bastards. There's, there's like yeah. a couple different, yeah. So there's he's he's used voiceover a little bit here and there. Um, Cliffy, this is one. This is near and dear to my heart, and it's it's it hasn't been brought up maybe in a little while, but it deserves to be brought up right here. Um, have you ever seen the the French movie Amelie? Sure. 
Okay, so Amelie, she narrates most of the movie. Uh, like basically, she doesn't talk a whole lot, but she narrates the entire movie for for the most part. And and uh, these guys have given me shit for many, many an episode because uh, streaming recommendation. I think on like four or five different occasions, I've I've recommended people watch Amelie, and uh, these guys uh, give me shit. If that was on your list, that's a that's absolutely. <laughs> See, here's the time I should have used it, and I, I did because I, I just I just pushed out and was like, no, so, I'm not going to do it. I should have done it. I have not seen Amelie, and on principle, uh, continuing to not see it. <laughs> Nate will not see it, and and, oh. and 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 Zach's mom, Wendy, uh, the other day, just I walked into a room. Actually, what I, I walked into a room, and the first thing she said, she didn't even say hello. She goes, Nate, you've got to watch the commitments. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving me shit, and then and then she followed it very closely with Amelie is a really good movie. Like I don't know why you won't see it, and so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm taking I'm under heavy fire from I appreciate from it. Wendy Wendy. Hello. You know I appreciate you. Keep keep uh, just yeah. keep giving it to him because he needs yeah, to well, see Wendy these and I. There's some Wendy and I need to have have some conversations. Yeah, she and I, <laughs> you know, conversation continued, Wendy. Um, Amelie, so yeah. God, I could have used Amelie and I did not. Yeah, that, that makes me, that hurts unfortunately, my heart. I don't think that was going to get you the win, buddy. Still got second place. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Cliffy, dude. Thanks, <laughs> thanks as always for for coming on with us, man. You are you are the true friend of the program. You are you are. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, I, it's an honor to be here. I lo- I love talking to movies with you guys. So thanks for having me. Hey, I got to give a quick shout out just because you know uh, uh, you were on the Amazon series Paper Girls, and uh, uh, I sat down and watched it with my fam, and and we all loved it. And you had a great a great little uh, arc of episodes, and uh, it was it was great. It was really just the fact that you and 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 this the your your sister who now you're way older than. It, it felt like familial, like you guys were family, like you guys had that bond, and and you did a great job in that in the in those scenes, man. So, really appreciate it. when you guys were rocking out to the, the fucking like heavy metal in the car and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was good yeah. stuff. That's awesome. It was legit. Yeah. So my my fam really appreciated oh, your acting, and and they were all bummed that 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 series uh, has not got picked up for a second uh, a second season. So yeah, I was bummed too. Sophia uh, Rosinski was the girl who played Mac, my my character's sister, and she was awesome. All those all those girls were great. Um, it's the only TV thing that I've ever done that I could watch with my kids, even though it's got a lot of bad language. And um, my girls my, were just sobbing sobbing at like the end of my character's arc I, for anyone who wants to watch it i won't give it away but. oh check it out it's an emotional series it's really it's really deep like you might be turned off a little bit the first episode you got these teenage girls that are cussing at each other and stuff but it 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 really hits some emotional moments and and it's really got a cool sci-fi twist and a lot of fun oh cool thanks for watching that's awesome Thanks, thank you so much, Cliff, for joining us. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. We'd love to have you again. And and uh, you you have amazing taste in films. And you, you picked <laughs> whatever. You picked the perfect team. Congrats teams. on the win, Scotch. Thank uh, you, buddy. Jesus Appreciate Christ. it. <laughs> All right. See. Good to see you guys. See Thanks you guys. again. Love you, Take buddy. care, pal. Take care, Cliff. All right, that was great. Thank you, Cliff, so much for uh, judging us. And um, I mean, kind of. Well, I mean, I thought he did a fantastic job. He he knows what he's talking about. Cliff's a nice, nice man and a terrible judge. He, he's my new friend. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's not right your friend here. anymore. He's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, next week, we're not exactly sure what we're going to do next week. We're kind of, we're banking a bunch of episodes right now, and uh, we're kind of figuring out our schedule and crossing our T's and dotting our I's or whatever. It's just a do. great reason to go check the socials. Yeah, so check us out on the socials. We'll definitely let you know what's coming up next. And uh, yeah, we'll see you uh down the line. Down the line. Bye-bye. Stop!